Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of PointCast Recap, a part of PointCast News where we talk to voters about issues that most concern them, and we encourage legislators to listen and act. Recap is brought to you by, or brought to you in part by, LYAG Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians, and of course, PointCast News. To catch up on earlier podcast episodes, feel free to check out our website at pointcast.news or visit Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to like and follow us on Facebook uh, to be aware when more podcasts come out. Now, that's out of the way. Yes. We got a lot to talk about. So for, for those of you who are unfamiliar, um, normally for these recap episodes, I have Anthony, uh, Anthony Arnold and Alex here with me, a couple of my really good friends, um, people of my political circle to talk about the current things that are happening um, in politics uh, right now. And there's been a lot. There's been a lot of things happening. Normally, what we try to do is we follow um, the events of the uh, the stories that have been shared on Pointcast for the last little while. But today, um, there's just a lot. There's just a lot. And some some of it some of it's covered on the on the the Facebook page, but not all of it. Uh but guys, guys we gotta talk about Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday? I mean I'm really We gotta talk about Tuesday. Tuesday. I can't believe it hasn't been a week yet. It feels like it's been a year. Right? <laughs> literally literally right now as you were talking, I was like Super Tuesday was literally Five days ago. Yes. Oh my God. So much, so much stress like it, went into it. it. So not not even just this Tuesday. It. These last three weeks have been something out of a out of a fairy tale. We're it feels like years, really, but... really horror, horror story. Horror story. <laughs> not Super Tuesday. That was not a horror story. So so let's let's talk about well before we get into Tuesday. Let, let's talk about some of the yeah. events. Right before it, because I mean, obviously the presidential race is in is in full swing right now. Well, not the well, not the presidential, the primary race nope. is in full swing right now. But we know that that's the lead up, obviously, to the presidential yep. race. Um, the the general, you know, race has been going on for a couple months at this point in time. We know who at this point the front runners are because <laughs> a lot of things have happened. Um, originally, my horse was on Warren, and she's yep. she's not not a part of it anymore. That makes me a bit sad, but. Um, Biden, yeah, has kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, get out, get out of my face. (laughs) So, all right, so this is a good jump off point. Then has he come out of nowhere, or was or was the narrative constructed in such a way that it was overlooking the very obvious thing that a bunch of people had been saying? Like, I don't know if I've said it on this show, but among my own private social groups. I was continuing to say the same thing I said four years ago when this, which was like, when Super Tuesday comes, there's a whole bunch of states of which the polling indicates we know exactly what's going to happen. And for some reason, the media narrative once again pretended that like a bunch of heavily black states weren't going to break very obviously one way. And so he only came out of nowhere if we were ignoring like what seemed to be predictable results I'm, nah really nah. so you don't think the results were predictable oh. excluding like so like so, the un- so there were two guys i'll say the unpredictable ones were like massachusetts was legitimately like i okay i i i still cannot quite figure out oh no okay all right hold on hold on we 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 just we just yeah. backtrack yeah. 72 hours yeah. <laughs> all right for, we'll all right for tuesday yeah because 72 because all right because i'm totally with the right Clyburn. Uh, okay, I'm not even not even there, right? Yeah. So like, okay, so South Carolina, yeah, uh, um, and I'll I'll agree. South Carolina was was known most, I uh, say, probably going to Biden, maybe I say maybe Bernie, maybe. 
South Carolina? South Carolina. Oh. There are there are several polls showing Bernie within a couple of a couple of points. His base shows up. Oh, I'll say they, they swing that. Uh, so I don't. So these are the same polls though that four years ago these polls really underestimated how bad Hillary was gonna win. And I, I've Fair. actually seen people who like like I was reading I, I read with Nate Silver. If people don't know Nate Silver, he's maybe one of the primary polar poll watchers. Five thirty eight primary poll watcher in this country probably. And he had made the point that like these polls consistently underestimate the black vote. Like they're just this is just a a, a problem they have. They keep getting it wrong and the reasons for that are probably more complicated than we want to get into. Fair. But he was pointing out like there is actually a real possibility that the polls are very wrong here in South Carolina and that what we're actually looking at is a blowout. And he had said that before the yeah. vote happened. Yeah. Um, All right. So, so I, I think South yeah. Carolina was kind of a foregone, at least in yeah. my circle, um, this was a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Um, maybe we can make it close. Yep. We, I'm a Sanders supporter. Yeah. If that's not clear to everybody, um, <laughs> I, I think everyone in this room is a Sanders I was supporter. A person in the beginning, I was with you on Team Warren. Uh, I I was on Team yeah. Warren until about November. Yeah, and I was like I was like Warren Sanders kind of split, yeah. and, and then and then November, I say like October, November yeah. that region, yeah. and I was like Nah, Nah. All right, get so, out, Warren. <laughs> Fair. So you were leading up to though, Alex. So the Clyburn endorsement happens. I think Clyburn was always going to endorse Biden. Yeah, mm-hmm. it probably turned South Carolina from what may possibly have been competitive into what ended up being a rout. Yeah, and then you have the like three days afterwards, and so uh, those are where I think. And you... everything changes in yeah. three days. Yeah. So Buttigieg, um, honestly, I think his, I think his was on Saturday. Was it Friday, Saturday? Uh, I think it I was think Saturday. So. I think it was Saturday. Saturday yeah. yeah. Okay. So he bows out. He. Uh, bows out on Saturday, and then Klobuchar suddenly bows out on Monday. Yeah, and they both endorse Biden on Monday. Yeah, and then Super Tuesday happens. Yeah, and I don't like sounding conspiratorial, <laughs> <laughs> but they did him. They did Bernie dirty so hard. <laughs> Yes. This was behind the scenes back deals, and I'm just I'm honestly impressed that uh we that their egos didn't get in the way. That they were both well, some they were offered something that they were willing to re- resign their campaigns. So I wanted to ask this of both of you. I don't know if, if Josh. I don't know if that's sort of how you feel about what happened as well. Um. I, I think that it's I I I can't say I know because yeah. <laughs> no, no one really knows and that's right. kind of the problem. Um, but I do believe there was not necessarily foul play, yeah. but there was some very intentional choices made okay. right before Super Tuesday yeah. in not favor of Bernie. And and I think that that comes from a couple of places that All we right. were probably going to get to yeah. in a bit later anyway, yeah. but. Okay, so then my question here then for the for the two of you, you mentioned intentional choices. There were intentional choices, but are those were those choices motivated by promises from Biden, or were they motivated by the desire to simply stay in the good graces? If you're Klobuchar and Buttigieg, 
this is only the beginning of what you hope will be a long and fruitful political career. Right? Buttigieg ran for head of the DNC. Uh, he wants to be in this thing for the long run. So did he have to be promised anything? Or was it just the reality that if I stay in the good graces of the power, that just naturally enhances my opportunities down the line? All right. I'm going to... Okay, I'm going to put this to you. Yeah. You are the mayor of a small, relatively small city yeah. in Indiana. Yeah. And you're going and you sudden and you one day decide I'm going to run for president. Yeah. You think that um somebody like that is just going to be like, "You know what? Yeah, I'll I'll settle for some other I'll settle for some other position and not pursue like and not pursue what I have, uh, they say, if I stay in, have every chance of just getting in a in a brokered convention or. But uh, if Klobuchar or Buttigieg had been one of the reasons for a brokered convention, the amount of ill will they would have generated would have, I think, done real damage to their political future. Uh, I, people I, would have remembered. Like, I I don't completely agree with that, yeah. but I understand the sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were just acting in sort sort of the the incentive. There was the the incentive for them was to drop out, not because they had to be promised, but because there was there were negative incentives if you stay in, they as had, if you drop out. They had every incentive to stay in, but for what? Super Tuesday. The party would have hated them. So so Buttigieg had nothing on Super Tuesday. The Super Tuesday states he was going to get clobbered. I say, I say, <laughs> probably fair. Klobuchar is, <laughs> is going to win Minnesota. Yeah, her her dropout is a little is a little more like because yeah, she would have won Minnesota. And, and but Mayor Pete would have got he was going to get slaughtered. Uh, all right, I'll, yeah. I'll give I'll give that yeah. one to you, and that probably yeah. factored in. I'm, but Klobuchar is legitimately, I, I don't think she was promised anything necessarily, but I think. She is looking at the likelihood if Biden is a nominee, there will be a push to be a young vice president because of legitimate concerns about any person's health once they get to be of a certain age, especially, I mean, just in general, like the Democrat nominee is going to be somebody north of 78. Uh, either way, there are going to be some questions, but hey, what yeah, if this fair. person dies suddenly? Fair. Um, a- another, a number of people, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say that the, a number of people in my own political circle who question why I now side with Bernie yeah. um, cite that as like the, the primary reason yeah. behind not supporting him versus some of the other candidates because he is one of the oldest that are there. Yeah. I and mean, they're both old. That's fair. Like, I, I, because I'm on Twitter, much to my, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is much worse for me. There are a lot of people talking about like, is Biden mentally healthy? And I'm like, but Bernie also had a heart attack. And honestly, either one of these dudes, I don't feel super great about. Um, and, uh, just as a, this is not to be ageist, but like, I wouldn't want my dad to be president either. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, look, man, he's, my I'm dad just, is real smart. Is he as sharp as he was like 25 years ago? I, Probably not. I say. <laughs> And it, I say, and I hate having to make this argument. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. But I'm just, I just point, and I, I just let the evidence kind of speak for itself. Yeah. I bring up, hey, here's um Joe Biden back in 2008. Yep. Here's Joe Biden when yep. he debated 
Paul Ryan in 2012. Here's Joe Biden today. Yeah. And but if we're talking about like why I think Klobuchar made the decision she did, I think that she knows there's going to be a lot of pressure for him to pick a nominee uh, who's going to be younger. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure to pick a woman. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure to pick a progressive. I, I, I think there's yep. going to be a lot. Of, I don't think that. Mm. <laughs> I I don't. I think there's going to be a lot of desire to pick a progressive, but the pressure is going to come. From if you're gonna it's, exactly okay so uh, we'll, we'll actually we'll get to this later yeah. i don't want all right all right so, so now we're talking about super tuesday so yeah so we're back to super tuesday to um and i think we so we can see from the polls yeah. right okay so i know these numbers so 80 percent of um Buttigieg's supporters said that their number two choice was sanders yeah and then he drops out 72 hours before Super Tuesday. Yeah. And that's like, and then endorses Biden less than 24 hours yeah. before voting. And we see those numbers, we, we, we see it drop to 15%. Yeah. On it, thereabouts. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, what's like, so what happened? And I mean, I think the uh, I think you posted it on your personal page. Yeah. You're talking about the Jacobin article. Yeah. That was um, yeah. The so the expert effect. So um, if you yeah. don't have if say if you don't have time to really research something and to make up your own mind, uh, and you know that you don't have time, yep. you're just kind of defer to the expert. You take yep. a cue. Yep. And when um, you time all of these cues such that uh, they're all support and they're all supporting one person, including the person you were intending to vote for, right. yeah. I mean, it. I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unlike most of you know us in this room, most people don't, for their own benefit, <laughs> vote all their free time. Insanity. To like, yeah. <laughs> Good for them. They're probably healthier mentally than like me i mean I, I try not to but you know politics is right. everywhere right, right now we're here in especially. this room which means that like by definition we care more about this than most people so Fair. what yeah. you mentioned alex with the expert effect it's true they take their cues from people who they think uh know better than they do and there i had seen people hypothesizing that was what was happening with the democrat party uh there's the, the fractured vote among a lot of candidates was would, would consolidate if those candidates got out and that's what happened, right? I mean, it consolidated. Um, they consolidated. And they took cues from their from their main person, and you know, that's 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 normally what happens, right? It wasn't unusual that it happened. That's typically what happens. But what? Let's say, but I'm gonna go back and cite my uh, statistic here, yeah. and that was what was unusual was that dramatic a shift. Yeah. If they say if you if you um. Say if you pull uh pull the group and said, hey, but my your second uh second choices favor four to say four to one, yeah, you you would kind of expect a let's say that kind of uh say trend in the votes, and we didn't see yeah. that. So that I, that sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, you're fine because I I would like to actually I, I would actually like to maybe hear because this takes us I think to another good point, which is why do we think the shit happened? I mean, we can acknowledge that it happened, and we can, but but like, 
That's exactly what I was going to say. So yeah. this is actually a great so segue. There's clearly something with the with the voter, like something that was just not totally understood. And I'm I know again I'm not I don't want to sound conspiratorial yeah. here, yeah. <laughs> but I ask you do. Tell me this doesn't sound orchestrated. Tell me to say two people who up until 72 hours before uh, before people vote, or I guess 96 hours maybe with, um, say with Buttigieg. But he said, yeah, we're, we're going to stick into this. We're going to fight. We're going to, we're going to try, like try to win this. People, people who su- seem very, very attached to their campaigns. And suddenly within 96 hours before, like they both decide, oh, oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. We're going to pick up our toys. We're going to withdraw. Say we're going to go home. Oh, but before I do, I want to make sure to say that guy, you should vote for that right. guy. Get out. Right. Get out. So th- this is this is my thought, and I I don't I don't mean for this to sound conspiratorial either, <laughs> because there's a, there's a lot of factors behind the scenes that I personally don't know. Yeah. But I think that in general, a shift this large, especially given that it was very opposite of what we thought was supposed to happen, um, only comes from one of two places, either money or as Alex put it the expert effect although I I think the the problem that a lot of people come into especially when we deal with with how how divided the Democratic Party really is all the time um, is that like people throwing their weight behind a candidate especially if there's someone who already had a following in a political race matters a lot yeah like a lot yeah a lot more than i think anyone can really understand yeah and so when these people drop out who don't seem like they would have or even in my mind should have yeah dropped out of the race drop out and then throw all of their weight yeah behind a candidate because that's what definitely what it felt like happens in my mind that's coming from the party yeah. mm-hmm. so i think that what actually happened was that all of the moderate Democrats were like, no, we need we need Biden to start winning now. Yeah. Like, right now. So, hey, you guys, I don't know if maybe they were bribed or whatever the situation yeah. may have been. It could be a combination of factors. But in my mind, the party was like, hey, you guys that are mucking up the pool, yeah. throw all your shit behind Biden and we'll give you something yeah. for it later. Yeah. I, I mean... I'm right there with you, man. I, like, I, I, that, it, it feels like nothing else could be the reason why something so, like that would happen. Agreed. If a, so, I mean, and is that something that the Democrat Party then has the? I'm trying to find the right word for it. I don't want to say right, but that's the only one I'm going to settle on just because I right. think of a better one. Ability. Do they have the right, the ability to throw their weight behind one person. I feel like the only reason why that's relevant is because we're going up against Trump. I think if we weren't trying to contest one of the most uncontestable presidents yeah. to have ever existed. Yeah. I, I don't think that kind of thing would have even been considered right. before. It, it may have been, you know, in, in any other year, um, or even the the year before we got him to begin with, it would have been just us trickling down to the general candidates we would have we would have had anyway. That's what normally happens. Yeah. But not I say not when you have a progressive in the field. 
But is it that he's a progressive or is it that he's not a Democrat? So I'm gonna say I'm gonna ask the question real directly then. <laughs> like I'm gonna ask it directly. If he was a longtime Democrat who was also a progressive, do we think this would be happening? I don't think he'd be SA, I think he'd be taking super PAC money. Okay. I do not think he would be the principled candidate that he is if okay. he was. But I think that, that's fair. That being what it is. And it, I don't end he and I he don't has think chosen over the course of his career to remain outside the structure of the Democrat Party. Fair. That, mm-hmm. that, that's a choice he made. And the consequence of that choice, this is me, the consequence of that choice is that the party will fight you back. Because you have chosen to stand apart from them. Even though you even though he caucuses with them basically all the time. Even though he has no problem voting for a half loaf. You know, he voted for Obamacare. He's not like a like I said this, I was like, he's a socialist. I'm on Facebook, I was like, he's a socialist, not a terrorist. Like he's not like despite what he says, he actually like didn't vote to not have Obamacare. He's not crazy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, no, I would like something better. But giving healthcare to lots of people is still objectively good. I'm not a crazy person. But so despite caucusing with the Democrats, he has chosen because it is what is in the best interest of his own political brand to remain apart from a party structure that he doesn't want. So then is the consequence of that, yeah, the party's gonna fight you. I think the I think he's a progressive and he's gonna get fought by the party anyway. But if he was a member of the party, would he be getting fought like this? AOC's a member of the party and she's getting fought like this. That's she, a good point. She's also fundraising she's also promoting the Justice Democrats who have tried to primary multiple Democrats. Yeah, because they <clears throat> they uh don't they are not sticking up to what they promise. They promise to be Let's say politicians promise to advocate for their voters, yeah. and they're not. They're advocating for their wallets and their corporate lobbyists. But I don't think that's true all the time. I don't think that's true all the time. I, I think if you look at what some of these politicians deliver to their to their constituents, I think their constituents might disagree with the assessment that they're not getting anything out of them. Uh, but I also don't know. Let's okay. If, you, that's... if you choose to, <laughs> I know you're trying. If I can you, see it in your if face. If you choose to to primary other people, and if you choose to stand apart from the structure, then can you claim it's unfair when the structure fights you back? Suppose, especially when you're running for president. All right, hold, all right, hold on. I'm gonna... The AOC one is separate. I want to start. I want to circle back for a moment. Yeah. Suppose that what you're saying is true, and that yeah. candidates actually feel like their senators and congressmen do a good job representing them. Yeah. Why do they have such an abysmal approval rating? Why does Sanders, an independent from Vermont, yeah, a, a, a most like honestly mostly a cons- yeah. a conservative leaning yeah. state, all things considered, yeah. Why is he the most popular, most has the highest approval rating senator of all of them but, for decades? But senators on an individual level, their approval ratings can be fairly high. What people disapprove of is the entire Congress, is Congress as a whole. Like, I, like I would wager Nancy Pelosi probably has a fairly high approval rating. I would wager that like Kamala Harris or Cory Booker, they probably have fairly good approval ratings. But Congress as a whole is unpopular. So, like, when we say Congress is unpopular, that also includes Bernie. All right, but, okay, fair. But, but, <laughs> sure. But, again, I'm going to point out we're senator approval ratings. Right. Why is his the highest? Not not high, and say high, right. the highest. Right. I think his state does 
tremendously approve it. And I think that is in part because he remained independent of the system. But when you're running for president, you are no longer running to be independent of the system. You are running to be the head of the system, and specifically the head of one party. And, and if, if there are significant advocates for you, this is where this is why I think AOC is part relevant. If some of your advocates, what they are actually trying to do is primary other Democrats, and you're talking about they may be the head of the party. So I have forecast this ahead. So let's say Sanders was, well, maybe we can say this for the forecast, but something I, but something I thought about though, is like if Sanders was the head of the party, if he was the president, and let's say uh, someone like McConnell still in charge of the Senate, so Medicare for all doesn't get passed. In fact, nothing gets passed. Midterms come in 2022. Is it, do, do we totally think that we might not see Democrats get primaried as a result? Instead of uh, properly assigning the blame, they would say, well, it's your guys' fault. Because so when we look at, you, I don't know, you guys familiar with the Sunrise Movement? Yeah. So I'm not big enough for So me. this is the climate change part of the, like, so go along with like the Justice Democrats. This is the Sunrise Movement. They're all about climate change. Right. So, you would know then, Alex. Who have they spent their time protesting? Has it been Republicans? I'm gonna say no. It's say it's been it's been trying to move the Democratic Party left. Why don't we have climate change legislation? It's a good question. Is it because know. of the Democrat Party? Uh, at least partially, yes. So if there is still if every Democrat in Congress got behind a climate change bill, would it pass right now? Um, with let's say if they have a Democratic president, yeah. No, but I mean right now. Oh, right now, no. And why is that? Oh, because we have a Republican president and a Republican Senate. So then, who should the who should the who should they be protesting? Should they be protesting Nancy Pelosi, or should they be protesting the people who are actually stopping the bill? All right, I'll just follow, let's say follow, <laughs> let's say follow up statement. Yeah. Pre- say, let's suppose that uh, okay, let's go back to two thousand. 15. Yeah. Go back to 2015. Yeah. Merrick Garland situation. Yep. Um, if I say if Obama were truly the progressive, he kind of ran himself yeah. on. Um, so per the Constitution, if uh, Congress doesn't uh, doesn't have a hearing, it is considered approval, tacit approval, and he just appoints Merrick Garland yeah. and says, "You had X weeks, you didn't do it," and um. Now, now it's in my per, per the Constitution. It's yeah. in my purview to do this thing, yeah. and um, maybe we don't have all these problems. So I would also propose, though, that if he had done that, the immediate consequence would have been one: he would have been he would have been impeached in the House immediately. They were gonna. They would have immediately moved to impeach him in the House. Based upon what the Constitution based says to having, do this. Based upon having the votes to do so. All right. They would have, the Republicans in the House would have immediately impeached him on whatever trumped up sham trial. They would have done. If it. they were to say, if they were going to do that, they would have had. They had. Yeah, but, thing. Say Benghazi. They could have. Yeah. They could have hit him with Benghazi if they really. If they wanted a, to. A recess appointment or something for Merrick Garland. They would have impeached him in the House immediately. They were. I mean, they, they would have say if they were going to do right. it, they would have done it already. But, but so this moves the conversation though, and the reason why I said this, what I said about Bernie or AOC, is because. A lot of their coalition is devoting their energy to attacking their own party. And when you look at something like climate change, you go, why don't you have legislation on climate change? It is not because of how moderate Nancy Pelosi is. It is because Republicans are stopping it. And if you want climate change legislation to pass, instead of primarying moderate Democrats, you should be fighting to get rid of Republican senators and House members in districts you may win. That's the actual obstacle. But 
just there's always more energy to attack your own in some ways. You can always generate more energy. An insurgent movement generates a ton of energy, but it's not necessarily productive energy. And if we're talking about president, when you're president of the Democrat, if you were president, you represent all Democrats, not just the ones who are your most passionate. And if your supporters are trying to run an insurgent campaign against other Democrats, I think that's a legitimate reason for the... I think that's a legitimate reason for the establishment to to put their foot down. And I know that makes me alone in this room. I know. See, if the establishment say if the establishment is corrupt, if the establishment is not doing what it's supposed to do, this is what's supposed to happen. But is but I would also say then that the establishment consolidating behind their their person is also like that's what happened. They consolidated behind their person. Oh, I I agree. And actually, I would actually argue they may have, maybe, they may have overplayed their hand here. Yeah. That may be true. Also, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because the this this ex the expert yeah. appeal and the sh- and say yeah. and the shock only works once. Yeah, it went way better than they could have planned it to go. Oh, I. <laughs> uh, I say now. I say they didn't anticipate this much. Well, they stole Texas. And I uh, outright stole it's Texas. A whole different conversation. Is yes, it, it is. Is it? I feel like it's a whole different conversation because while this has been great, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're kind of running out of time, guys. We're kind of running out of time. It's okay though, because we got we still got a lot more to talk about. So, um, for everybody who's tuning in, again, thank you for listening to another episode of the recap. I know this was a this was a bit out of format, but again, there's just a lot of things we've been dying to talk about on air. Dying. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll 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 get back with you and a, a, a bit more later. Again, uh, check us out on Facebook. Like and subscribe. Well, <laughs> this isn't YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> like us on Facebook. And follow <laughs> if you haven't already. Um, and it, like I said before, the best place to check out all the podcast related things is podcast.news, the website. Um, again, this has been the recap. You guys are great. Gail, get us out of here. <laughs>